Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to another episode of underground sports philadelphia it's your boy kb coming at you from underground studios and sitting beside me because we got a lot of nfl playoffs to talk about and who better to bring on to talk about the nfl playoffs than the man the myth the legend from the pits cave patty pitts what is going on brother i don't know what you know uh we got the national championship on in front of us uh the celtics and monday night raw just ended as well so three screens goes to one actually make that two because i got to see your face as well we got a lot to talk about so i'm i'm hyped Let's got a lot to dive into it's episode number 393 of underground sports philadelphia we're going to get into the Eagles making the playoffs obviously we now know their opponent it's the opponent i've wanted for the last two months uh, we're going to get into why I will see the Los Angeles Rams in hell. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, we're going to dive into all the matchups across the NFL playoffs, kind of just talk it out, see how we view things way too early predictions uh, for this playoffs, for this weekend, for Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, and, of course, we are going to dive into the National Championship a little bit here and there, some banter as it is on while we record this. Wanted to wait till Monday night to record this to see all the playoff scenarios and everything. Also going to talk about why the La- the Las Vegas Raiders don't deserve to have any fun in this postseason as well. And of course, uh, we're going to go down memory lane, which I'm sure we will on Wednesday night too, but remembering a Philadelphia legend who is gone far too soon, and that is Bob Saget. Uh, we'll dive into that as well. But before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, use promo code USP. You get 25% off your entire order. That's sunglasses, blue light glasses, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats, watches whatever you need tom Alex shades has it it's 25 percent off with promo code usp the boys over at stateside urban craft vodka pits i don't think i've talked to you about this yet no. uh but are you a lover of iced tea <laughs> i'm a lover of iced tea and all things that go along with it so pat pitts i'm going to uh share a screen with you here nice. to get your reaction to Stateside right. Vodka's newest product, the Surfside oh. Vodka Iced Teas. What? Let's see this. There's a, there's only one thing. You know what? One thing that goes, oh, there it is. Because I was just about to say, iced tea and vodka is a great combination. Now, I, Pat, I, I drink that a lot. You're you're an iced tea vodka guy. Now, that, yeah. let me ask you this. Typically, when you're drinking an iced tea and vodka, it's carbonated, isn't it? Yeah. Well, get this. The Surfside Iced Teas, because iced tea isn't supposed to be carbonated. Tea shouldn't have bubbles. It's non-carbonated, 100 calories, 3 carbs. Made with real tea, iced tea and vodkas. 3 carbs, baby. Let's do it. 3 carbs, non-carbonated, 100 calories. No added sugars. It's made with real tea. Go to statesidevodka.com. Get the Surfside Iced Tea Vodkas. Now, you got to be 21 or older to do so. Oh, also only two grams of sugar. Come on. Forget about it. Come on. Forget about it. That's easy. Statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And there's no better beer to have on game day than the boys over at Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com. Pitts has had Kenwood Beer. We brought some some as a, a... 
a greeting gift as he's reacting to some national championship news, which we'll dive into off the top. But we brought Pat Pitts some Kenwood beer, and he firmly approved. It's some Loved of the best it. light beer Loved that he's it. ever had. I wish I had it right now after that. Go crack open an ice-cold Kenny to get ready for this Birds playoff run and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got it on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. What the hell happened, Pitts? Uh, so the created player that Georgia has a quarterback just tossed a 40 yard bazooka bomb for the touchdown. Uh, what's his name? Uh, number five on Georgia. I, I openly will say I don't follow college. Football, yeah. I don't follow college football either. NFL, but that was Mitchell, a Mitchell, a Don, a Mitchell or something. He just caught a 40 yard pass. It was an absolute beauty. They called a flag for a PI or something declined touchdown. My bet is still alive with eight minutes to go. Could we could we hold on two points? You did say this before we recorded. Could they go for two? Oh no. Oh no. No, they didn't get it. No, they didn't, they didn't get was, it. No, All right. They stuffed him at the line like a Thanksgiving turkey. All right. So. We still we still gotta get this going. We got Alabama plus three as well. So yeah, gotta channel right the good vibes. Gotta channel the good vibes. Time. A lot of time left. Still a lot of still a lot of game left, but what we got to get into is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they are headed to the playoffs, not in the seed that I expected them to be in, because I fully expected the Los Angeles Rams to not choke as hard as they did yesterday, and I expected the Eagles to be the sixth seed, with the Buccaneers being the three seed. Uh, but nonetheless, the Eagles are the seven seed, the Bucks are the two seed, so they will still face each other, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles football organization franchise uh, taking on Tom Brady in the playoffs. For the third time in NFL history, we all know what happened the first time. Donovan McNabb was hung over, threw up in the huddle. It is confirmed by one Terrell Owens. So you you use that as the of one of all the like reasons you you, you have recently McNabb? gone on your Marvel watch pits, and I just have to have you ponder the question: What if Donovan McNabb was not hung over in that game? That's not even the biggest what if of the whole game. Oh, it one hundred percent is. What if Terrell Owens didn't have a broken foot? And look what he still did. Yeah, but imagine what he, if he didn't have a broken foot. But look what he was still able to do. That's like, T.O., so, right. what he was able to do is, like, unreal. If McNabb was, like, 80% there, yeah, well, there's a legit shot the Eagles have an opportunity to win that game and he's not, you know, throwing four interceptions because he's seeing 10 Teddy Brewskis out there. See, that's the problem. You're seeing 10 Teddy Brewskis. Because he threw down too many Brewskis the night before. That's a problem. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! They were Kenwood. That's why I was feeling that way. Look at that. Yeah, they were not Kenwoods. They were probably some cheap, like, Keystone shits. That was my shit in college. (laughs) That was my shit. $13 30 racks. That's how you you upgrade. You go from Keystone to Kenwood and bang, bang. Um, And then, obviously, Super Bowl 52 is the foundation of... This podcast and this network, uh, and the Eagles took down Tom Brady 41 to 33. Never forget Super Bowl 52, iconic um, Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And now we get to face Tom Brady in the first round of the playoffs, which has never happened, obviously, because now Tom being in the NFC, the Bucks are thoroughly depleted, got even more injured in their game against the Panthers yesterday. I'm blanking on his last name, but I remember his first name, Cyril. I think it might be Grayson, the wide receiver yeah. uh, for the Bucks. He got injured yesterday. Don't know if he's going to play now. Mike Evans got banged up even more in that game on Sunday. Yeah. Stayed in the game. Uh, and he's really their only healthy wide receiver, yeah. along with, uh, like, Scotty Miller. Um, so, I mean, even with Leonard Fournette potentially on the way back, you don't know how healthy he's going to be. And if he's, like, one hit away from being knocked out of the game, I'm very encouraged by, one, the way the Eagles have played down the stretch, sure. Say what you want, who they were playing. I don't care. They still came. They they saw. They conquered. They did what they had to do against those opponents. I feel very good about this matchup of the Eagles against the Bucks. In this scenario, because you're talking about what ifs and my Marvel and whatnot, I agree with you. I, I do think that if there was a time that the Eagles could pull off the the upset and beat Tom Brady. It would be now. The Bucks are very depleted. Uh, there's a lot of unnecessary drama. Some controversy, if you will. Yeah. You know, uh, they have a former player going on podcasts talking about how he told 
some porn star that he invited to his hotel room after they licked toilet seats uh, that he was going to do something and then is now uh, saying that he's not Tom Brady's friend and whatnot. And, and now it's like oh, the there's no I just don't see the Bucks as that that team from last year because of that. There's, there's no Chris Godwin. Like, no Chris. Well, I mean, yeah, no Chris Godwin too. And honestly, like the the Eagles are a hot team right now. Jalen Hurts is playing very well. Um, you know, Miles Sanders might not have been the best fantasy player this year, but he's been a very good running back in my opinion for the Eagles. And Boston Scott's been great. Let me stop you on Miles Sanders real quick. Can you tell me the last time Miles Sanders scored a rushing touchdown? Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Because anytime I look at the screen, whoever's scoring the touchdown, it's either uh, Boston Scott or wide receiver turned running back in Kenneth Gainwell. And if he's not, well, his number says otherwise. So well, more running back turned wide receiver, if you will. Uh, yeah, the, way that the Eagles yeah. use him. Uh, you'd have to go all the way back for this Eagles team. Um, I clicked on the wrong year. That gives you a little hint there. Um, last time Miles Sanders scored a rushing touchdown uh, was in the year of our Lord 2020, and it was in oh this year. Wait, week. wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, you that heard, guy you threw heard, me. You heard correct. 2020. 2020. Miles scored a rushing touchdown since 2020. Yeah. Um. Where is just regular rushing and receiving? Let's see. That's ridiculous. Miles Sanders uh, touchdown in the regular season. Last time came December 27th, 2020 in week 16 against the Dallas Cowboys. This was against the Cowboys. That was the last time Miles Sanders scored a touchdown. It has been over a year. Since Miles That's Sanders wild. has scored That's a rushing wild. touchdown for the Philadelphia Eagles, he went all of 2021 without scoring a touchdown. See, like that's the problem is that you know he, he hasn't been great, but he has two other running backs there that they've utilized and have been playing well. And three, and if you he, count Jordan Howard. And yeah, I mean when he wants to show up, really. Um, and then you know as for their receiving core, I have been a saying this for a while but you're not Devonte smith is not the wide receiver one yet he's not the wide receiver you need another guy to uh compliment him and i just don't see anyone really i mean greg ward i joke about but like i mean greg ward's a wide receiver four but but if they bring in either a rookie wide receiver with one of these three draft picks which we'll also talk about because lol indianapolis colts um Either draft well, I still think they should draft a receiver regardless, but also go out and sign one of these free agent wide receivers, whether it's Godwin on like a recovery prove it deal, uh Devontae Adams, you want to give him the bag, go do it. Allen Robinson, like one of these free agent Mike Williams, 
Darius Slay was tweeting at Mike Williams saying he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And he is. I mean, I would love Mike Williams opposite of Devontae Smith. Uh, that would be electric uh, of a one-two punch. And then you have Quez Watkins in the slot. And then you have Greg Ward as your wide receiver for it. I can work with that. Yeah, Quez Watkins needs to be a slot guy. like that, And that's where their offense is now, where he's they are performing well enough where, you know, it doesn't matter. And you're playing a Bucks team where not only their offense is banged up, but their defense as well is banged up too. I think that I'm not going to predict any Eagles win or whatever, but I will say it's going to be a closer game than people think. I, I truly think there's an opportunity for the Eagles to go in into Tampa and win this game. Like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility with one, how healthy the Eagles are, relatively speaking. Like, most of their guys are healthy, which is a great sign. Yeah. Miles Sanders potentially could play. I don't know if I would play him with a broken yeah. hand as a running back. I mean, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, if if the Eagles can utilize Jalen Hurts' legs, his ankle should be closer to 100% now that he rested this past week, which I was totally in favor of. There's no need to risk him getting injured in a meaningless game. No, not at all. If you can use his leg, he leads the NFL. Like, he is the one quarterback who leads the NFL, like their team, in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns this year. Jalen Hurts does that. Has over 1,000 rushing yards and leads the team in rushing touchdowns. Like, broke Cam Newton's single-season rushing touchdown record for, or the Eagles' single-season franchise rushing touchdown record, uh, which was held by Michael Vick before. Like, it's nothing to sneeze Wait, at. rookie? No, like single season rushing oh, touchdown okay, okay, by okay, a quarterback. I thought you said rookie, but first, but yeah, no, that's he, that's what where that's a weapon is. Yeah, that's where he's most uh, valuable. Is yeah, his arms great. Uh, you know, his arms great, and he can you know make the passes, but he can do it on the ground as well. And I think that's what makes him, uh, you know, you know, kind of dangerous in this game. Hold on, yeah. I'm gonna call from. No caller ID. Huh. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Who's this? Okay. Okay. That was Sports Center calling me apparently. <laughs> Some yeah, I I don't know. So I I just got prank called. Nice. It is uh twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. Yep, it's twenty twenty two. Getting prank what? called. We love to see it. That's staying in the pod. Um but, I mean, across the board, like, I feel like the NFC playoffs are stupid wide open. Like, obviously you have the Packers, and I tweeted this yesterday. Maybe there's some bias in it. But looking at the teams in the NFC going into the playoffs, the Eagles might be the second best team right now in terms of just, like, momentum, the way they've been playing, how healthy they are, and their style of play going into the NFC playoffs. Because... You look at their opponent in the Bucks, like we just mentioned. They're injured across the board. Ton of off-field distractions. Uh, you know, every single week, a, a new guy's getting COVID on their roster, which hopefully those guys are okay, obviously. But they continue to get ravaged one way or another. That's the Bucks. The three seed is the Cowboys, which everybody wants to prop up as, like, this world-beater team. They're so great. Pat Pitts, let me ask you this. What's up? The Dallas Cowboys this year obviously won a lot of games, right? They they won a fair amount, I would say. They won they won twelve games this year. They went twelve and five. Pretty good. Pretty good. But let me let me read off the wins to you and let me see if your opinion changes of the Cowboys this season in terms of grading their twelve and five record. So week two, which I grade as their best win of the season at that time, they beat the Chargers twenty to seventeen. Okay, good Back win. in week two, the Chargers seemed like unstoppable. They were going to be a force to be reckoned with. Would have been a playoff team, but whatever. Right. So they, right. they beat the Chargers by three points. Mm -hmm. Monday night football, they come out and they mollywop the Eagles, who at that point were not very good. They were trying to throw the ball 50 gajillion times a game. They didn't have an identity. They beat the Eagles, who at that point in time were not a very good football team. They beat the Carolina Panthers the following week, 36-28. to 28. So you beat the Panthers by one touchdown at a point where the Panthers were playing decent football but were on the verge of breaking down and being what they are today. Mm -hmm. 
Then they beat the New York Giants, which we all know the New York Giants are a dumpster fire. So you should have beat the Giants. Everyone should. Uh, then they got lucky in overtime and beat your New England Patriots 35 to 29. Yeah, that was that was a bullshit win, but not in a bullshit light. It was just that that was a good game. Like that was not you know any way proving that they're a, a dominant team by any means. It's just a good win. And really, at that point, the Patriots really hadn't hit their stride. That was back in all. October. Patriots were still kind of like. Here and there, up and down. So well, it was right after the Brady game. It was right. It was right. Fun. So, so it was right after the Bucks, tough game, and it was two games that came down to the wire for the Patriots. And that's a Patriots team that people believed would not be second in the division. So then we move on to Halloween. They squeak by the Minnesota Vikings and win twenty to sixteen. That's tough. And we all know how the Vikings season came to a close. They now are searching for a new head coach and a new GM. Then they uh, dismembered the Atlanta Falcons after a loss to the Broncos. Uh, They beat the Falcons forty-three to three, which the Falcons this year were a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah, they were more than dirty birds. Then they went on a nice little three-game losing streak until they beat the Washington football team on December 12th. Washington football team, a dumpster fire. Then they beat the New York Giants. Then they beat the Washington football team, that 56-14 game. And then they beat the Eagles third stringers who had not played a single game together. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. They went 12 and 5 with that record. Their losses this year, those five losses. The Arizona Cardinals, who that game was 25 22, but the Cardinals thoroughly outplayed them. The New Orleans Saints, who are not a uh, playoff team this year. They're not a football I mean, right now they're not a football team. They lost in overtime to the Las Vegas Raiders, who will burn in hell later on. Uh, They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost to the Denver Broncos, and they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's the that's the game I want to bring up is the Denver Broncos game, and and it, it more yeah, it's we're bashing on the Cowboys here, but that just shows you where the Cowboys are as a team as a whole because the Broncos are a good team. They just play in a very tough division, uh, riddled with bad bad luck with injuries and whatnot. The Cowboys pretty healthy, everyone's good to go. Um, and has one of the most, at one point, they were the highest ranked offense in the NFL. That's, that's where it gets, I mean, I really, they're suspect. That's what I'm saying. I, so I, on NFL network today, someone mentioned, you know, could we see the Niners upset the Cowboys? Absolutely. And I really think the Niners are a team that should not be in the playoffs and they're going to, they have a very good shot at beating the Cowboys who, not that they don't belong in the playoffs, but they should not be going far in these playoffs by any means. Correct. I totally agree with that. And then we look at the number four seed, the Los Angeles I Will See You in Hell Rams, who choked away their number two seed opportunity, uh, allowed the 49ers into the playoffs, and I don't know about you, Mr. Pitts, but I know you have been a fan of the Detroit Lions for quite some time. I am. Your boy Matthew Stafford in the second half of the season has looked completely different than he did in the first half of the season. Well, he looks completely different, but it's the same Matt Stafford. We're seeing this Matt Stafford of Detroit, and it's the Matt Stafford of Detroit with no no weapons, a broken down offense. Like That's how he looks. The problem is that he's on a team where that's not the case in at all. He has the complete opposite of that, actually. And to make matters not worse because he's getting him back, he gets Cam Akers back potentially for this game. 
Sony Michelle was a good, you know, and Daryl Henderson were, were good in relief. But when you have guys like that to help your run game, and then you have OBJ getting signed to your team, uh, Cooper Cup, the or Mayotron. Mayotron. Mayotron, as we like to say here. I, I like, I, you should not be doing this. And I honestly, because I like Stafford, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, he's kind of in a different element right now. He's not used to, you know, all this. So, you know, maybe he could be not cracking under the pressure. Holy shit, Georgia just scored again. Oh, my God. This game is, this game might be over. But Stafford is one of those things where he played with the Lions. You, you know, he's so used to that. I'm just thinking that that could be very, you know, detrimental once the playoffs come because you have a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, even though he's a very well experienced quarterback in the league. And his throw, like his passing numbers are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde when he's throwing to Mayotron versus any other receiver or pass catcher in this Rams offense right now. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, he's a, he's a God throwing to Cooper cup, but then like, he's like the, uh, the little nematodes from SpongeBob throwing to anybody else. Like, he can't get it done for some reason. And that's why the Rams don't necessarily scare me. And you saw what the 49ers were able to do to them in overtime on Sunday and kind of just gashed their defense, moved the ball down the field, and went and won that game. Their defense doesn't really scare me that much. Like, yeah. you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have Von Miller. Cool. But where's the rest of your defense, and what can they do to stop an offense that has pieces that can move around that have speed. You can't rely on three guys when you're supposed to have 11 guys out there on defense. You can't rely on three guys to be the playmakers. You need a collection of guys that can go out and stop an offense, go out there and make plays. And they're just relying way too heavily on three guys to get the job done on defense. Yeah. And that's the biggest issue is that the star power with their defense, it only comes in in that trio and then when it you know comes to the rest of the crew, it's really weak. And and I I really am thinking about their linebackers, uh, you know obviously not including Von Miller, um, more you know coverage linebackers in that hybrid safety role where you know you got to cover the middle because a lot of these teams that are going to play right now, they're not going to air the ball out deep. So and they're not going to throw Jalen Ramsey. It's right. the playoffs. There's no reason to if they don't have to. And when it comes to the run game. If you get into a team where, like the Niners right now, Trent Williams didn't play last week, but if Trent Williams plays and that offensive line is really doing well, I don't know. I, and even I mean, look at the Eagles, a team that has like broken week in and week out records held by the 1985 Bears. Like, yeah, it's stupid. Like, it's it's one of those things where if if the Eagles right now, you know, they they I won't say more complete but are playing at a higher level than you, a more competitive level than you, that's a problem. And in terms of if the Eagles end up seeing the Rams at some point, somehow, some way, they're going to be facing a quarterback who's a running threat, who is a physical running threat, yeah, and can gash that defense on the outside where they are their weakest. Yeah. So the Rams are... Not as good as everyone's making them out to be right now. They have been on a swift decline during the second half of the season. No doubt about it. And that's why I think there's a chance for them to get upset this weekend by this next team who has also been on a swift decline and up and down roller coaster all year long. The Arizona Cardinals. They they are like a a bag of... They're like freaking Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates because you do not know what you're going to get with the Arizona Cardinals. I have no idea. No clue. And it feels like with the Cardinals, it's one of these just roller coaster rides. And it's, you know, what which Kyler are we going to see? Which defense are we going to see? Because when both those sides are clicking at their best, holy shit, get out of the way. Yep. But G.H.J. Watt did that thing where he got hurt again, missed a ton of the season. Yeah, he's coming back, uh, designated for return. But, you know, how is that going to pan out? And right, Chandler Jones is not coming back, right? Uh, I'm not 100% I'm, I don't sure. Think, I don't think he's coming back because he, he was hurt. 
Uh, D hops hurt. D hops hurt. Like that's the thing. These injuries are going to kill these teams. And in this NFL, you need to have depth and you know, you're if, when your star star players are going to get hurt, you need guys to rely on Chandler Jones and, came back this week. Okay. So they'll have both guys. So that's like best case scenario. They'll play how they did in the first few weeks. But when it comes down to their offense now that we're talking unhealthy, if D-Hop is not 100%, this is where Christian Kirk really needs to step up. This is where Rondell Moore really needs to step up. And those Zach guys, Ertz really needs to Zach step up. Zach Ertz. A.J. Green needs to get back to being how he was in his early days in Cincinnati. And if that's the case, then, yeah, D-Hop really, his injury means nothing, and Kyler Murray can do Kyler Murray things. That is a real big what if, but here's another one. What running well, Chase Edmonds is done for the year. Is James Conner going to be that dominant back that scores touchdowns at will? Or is he going to look like how he did in Pittsburgh? And that's really there's a lot of uncertainty there, which kind of gives me a little bit uh, of unease. Yeah. The Cardinals are such a mixed bag. And then the 49ers, like we touched on a little bit, they're the sixth seed. They squeaked into the playoffs by winning that game against the Rams. And, I mean, how healthy is Jimmy Garoppolo when he's quoting to the media? When they ask him how hard, you know, how painful is it to throw with that that injured hand right now? He says, "Fuck, it really hurts." That's how you know how injured he is. And he pushed through that game. Credit to him. Um, but you know, how long can he handle that pain? You know, tolerance and everything. Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm not concerned about that. If he was on a different team, maybe. But let's take a couple steps back. Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl with the 49ers, basically handing it off to uh, insert running back on the 49ers depth chart. And could that happen this year? I mean, it really it doesn't depend on the offense. It's the defense. The defense really needs to step up. And if that defense can get back to how it was, then, yeah, they could be a threat. And especially against this Cowboys team, that defense, the Niners defense scares me more than the Cowboys defense. And that should tell you something. Yeah, 100%. The Cowboys defense is so overrated. It's not even funny. Ravon Diggs is overrated. I love 100%. interceptions. It's great to look up on YouTube and show my dad. Right. But is it going to win you football games? No, no interceptions don't. He's he's opens oh. the floodgates to receivers week in and week out. Like, I saw a meme today. It was like, Cowboys fans, Diggs interception, the wide receiver that Diggs is covering, and it was Jamar Chase when he had his 266 yards and three touchdowns as the joke, obviously. They weren't yeah, playing yeah, yeah. against each other, but that's what Trayvon Diggs does. Like He lets the receiver get like a gazillion yards, will score a bunch of touchdowns, but then when there's one fluky pass, he'll go and get the interception because he's a ball hawk. That's all he really is. He's a glorified that's center fielder. That's, but that's not bad, and that's, you know, guys have made very good Hall of Fame careers out of that. But they also are very good at other things as well, and they limit. Oh, oh my, oh my God! Hold on, sorry. I just uh, Bama, Bama just threw a pick six. Motherfuck. So, so uh, it is now thirty-two to eighteen. Georgia. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Fifty-four seconds left. Oh my God! No fucking way that just happened. As I was making, as we're talking about ball hawks, man. I was, ho- I was hoping for the Alabama touchdown, and even if they didn't get the two-point conversion, it would still be Alabama covering plus three, and they'd both score 21 points. Yeah, wait, what did you say that Colin, Colin Coward over was? 52 and a half, but it was to Alabama to win. I know, but uh, if they go for two, then it will be 52, the over. Yeah, but I would need Alabama money line. Uh, and so they, they doesn't matter. It's dead in the water because they kicked the field goal. Uh, but yeah, so that's a great transition back into the ball hawking situation with the <laughs> the, 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 the hall. It's it's the, the cowboy Trayvon Diggs. Sarah uh, co-hosts a fourth and goal. She mentioned it after the Patriots game uh, and that week five is that Trayvon Diggs was on pace to allow over twelve hundred yards this season. I mean, that is a more telling stat. Then his incredible season of interceptions where he led, led the league. Like, those are the stats you need to be looking at for this matchup. And when you do look at it, 
you start to become a little bit you're feeling uh, uneasy and kind of just nervous about where you think the Cowboys are going to land and how well they're going to do. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, that's why I feel confident about the Eagles in the playoffs. Do I expect them to go on a, a huge run as the seven seed? Absolutely not. It is a treat that they are even in the playoffs this year when during preseason predictions, Matt and I said this year was just a, a free year, a free kick, whatever happens, happens. You get in the playoffs. Nick Sirianni is the only rookie coach from this hiring cycle to make the playoffs because of Brandon Staley's stupid moronic timeout that he took. Yeah, um, yeah. So who would have thought after Nick Sirianni's press conferences that everyone dogged him for, uh, he'd be the one in the playoffs. I did it. I, I did it. I, I I bashed him for it. I mean, to be fair, Eagles, I wanted I wanted the Eagles I to purposefully lose that Detroit game. The what? I wanted us to lose that Lions game. Yeah, at that I point did we too. were two we were two and five. Like no team the, before the Eagles. The Eagles are the tenth team to do it. Nine teams made the playoffs at two and five. The Eagles are the tenth team in NFL history to do that. That's crazy. That is crazy. That, that is pretty crazy. I'll give you like that. they were dead in the water. And now they're in the playoffs and looking like one of the better teams in the playoffs because of their style of play. Because what do they always say, Pitts, going into the playoffs? Your run game and your defense wins championships. And that's exactly what the Eagles do well. They run the ball right now. And their defense is a top 10 defense in the NFL. To get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's funny you say that because uh, I have up here because I, I'm very interested in the Eagles pass defense. I just think it's they're not overrated, but you talk you talk about them like they are the ninety five or eighty five Bears or two thousand Ravens sometimes. So I'm like, you look questioning. I don't talk about the defense. Like I talk about the run game like that because they've broken so many rushing records. Well, but their that, defense that has played sense. their that defense has sense. held opponents to under twenty points ten times this year. That's yeah, that's pretty good. I mean Which is they, tied with the Broncos defense, which was very good this year, obviously. Broncos defense was eighth in uh passing yards allowed and the eagles were 10th and the eagles allowed where is it here yards per play the eagles were one two where is it here oh the eagles are pretty no the eagles are 10th 5.2 i mean the eagles are top 10 and then the bucks are actually right in front of them at nine but yeah i mean the eagles are one of those in my opinion a very quiet top 10 defense and the fact that they're doing it how they're doing it it's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. They are making the pitch for Jonathan Gannon to be a head coach next year. And I honestly kind of hope it happens because the slow starts the Eagles get off to in games drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. And I need some consistency in early game situations where we're not giving up 7, 14, 10, yeah. you know, and having to play catch up. That drives yeah. me crazy, especially with the style of play we play on offense this year of run heavy mm-hmm. having to play catch up being a run heavy offense is not ideal no, so this is why i hope the broncos hire jonathan gannon and the eagles can go and hire brian flores who was fired by the miami dolphins today uh or go and hire mike zimmer which probably won't happen and he'll go to the cowboys and go with the old heads down there again uh who was fired by the minnesota vikings today or go hire vic fangio who was fired by the broncos and have a, a veteran defensive minded defensive coordinator on that staff that is filled with a bunch of young rookie head uh, coaches this year outside of Jeff Stoutland and get some experience on this coaching staff. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Flores, uh, I could, I could really fill up time on a podcast uh, talking about the whole Flores situation. Cause uh, you know, now I, I, I don't know if you know this Kyle, but I, I do have a job now. I make money. It's great. It's a great thing to have a job. It's a wonderful concept. Uh, and we can't have our phones at it, which whatever. I need time away from it anyways. But I go back. I go out to my car and grab it. And I'm thinking, it's first of all, it's 9 a.m. What did I miss at 9 a.m. 
on a Monday that's so important. Well, I picked the wrong Monday to leave my phone in the car because freaking Brian Flores getting fired sent me through a roof. I almost like actually went full out catapult out of my driver's seat because I was so livid. Like obviously Matt Nagy gone, Mike Zimmer I even saw because, you know, it just knew whatever. Uh, And then there was one more you just mentioned. Vic Vangio, I I saw that coming um, as well. Flores makes no sense. The man beats the Patriots twice in a single season. He leads them to on a seven-game win streak after losing seven straight, I'm pretty sure. And he did it with Tua. And Tua is being toted as the worst quarterback in his class. And honestly, he's not by any means. He just has not had the confidence support behind him that every other quarterback has because they've been trying to trade for someone who is, you know, kind of being investigated for things that I don't care to talk about right now because we're a sports podcast. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what the Dolphins are doing so many good things as a team to rebuild and make themselves competitive in the AFC East, which is getting at to getting to a point where it could be very competitive like the AFC West. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. And and then you do a stupid move like that and fire the guy who pretty much resurrected your franchise uh, into in becoming into something. You draft these guys, Waddle, Tua, the defense. I mean, the defense – well, they led the league, I'm pretty sure, in, in uh, pressures or something like QB hits or something like that. Point is, he did everything that he was asked to do and still got fired because God knows why. You know, no one no one knows. Here's a reference for you. The only people who know are in the room where it happens. So that's 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 what I'll Valid. That's all Philly, Philly guy, Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, all right. Here you go. But, but yeah, speak, oh, I'm so you know, you're on your, your soapbox about Brian Flores. I'm on my soapbox about the Los Angeles Rams. I love this. Let's go. The Rams win that game against the 49ers, like I said at the top of the show. They become the two seed. The Bucks are the three seed. The Eagles are the six seed. The Saints are in the playoffs. The 49ers are out. The Saints are in the playoffs. And... If it's the same way it is now, the three versus the six seed is playing in the CBS slash Nickelodeon game, mm-hmm. which I have tweeted and said, Eagles, Bucks, Nickelodeon game. Who doesn't want that? Slime time tutties, SpongeBob field goals. Tom bring Brady me, on bring, Nickelodeon. Bring That's me Nate Burleson in the booth. Like, my dream. Give it to me. Imagine all of Philadelphia banding together to vote Boston Scott or Greg Ward as the MVP. We were this close, Philadelphia. This close. And Sean McVay's cowardice ass and those Rams choked it away for the Philadelphia Eagles to be in the Nickelodeon game. And not only are they not in the game, we have to watch this sorry-ass Cowboys team play with the privilege of Nickelodeon. That's the worst. Oh, And that is the, the biggest Cowboys. slap in the face that the Los Angeles Rams could give us since the Carson Wentz injury back in 2017. And yeah. to the Rams, I say, fuck you. I will see you in hell for keeping us out of the Nickelodeon broadcast for the 2022 NFL playoffs. And the other team that I will see in hell and deserves no fun and I hope a, a team full of jungle cats rips them apart this week. Ha The Las Vegas Raiders. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. 
Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You sons of bitches. I understand it's all happy-go-lucky. You won the game for John Madden with his widow in attendance. Did we get a score? No, we we got a final score. Drats. We have we we have national champions. Drats. I thought we were gonna get three more points from Bama. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hey, Stafford got a win. There's a win for Stafford. The only Stafford. win he's gonna get this postseason. Um. Wish I might. The Las Vegas Raiders not letting the clock run out and forcing that tie to let all of America. All of the Twitter timeline sickos, all of the sports gamblers, get that tie. It would have been the biggest payout from the sports books of all time. Ever. And the fact that they got greedy and kicked that field goal with two seconds left. I hope the Raiders get absolutely destroyed this weekend, Pat Pitts, by those Cincinnati Bengals who are a ton of fun and are my dark horse team in the AFC. To go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I I would agree with the Bengals on that to go to the Super Bowl. I, they just look fucking they look great. They look phenomenal. Their defense and, is doing like just enough, and their yeah. offense is on sicko mode. Yeah, you you. I everyone talks about the offense, but there's one player on the defense who has been a favorite of mine for a year or so now. Trey Hendrickson, the man is an absolute sack machine. I know T.J. Watt, uh, did he get a second sack or did he tie it? Did he end um, it Pretty sure he tied Strahan. Point is, he is in the record books. But Trey Hendrickson was making his own record in a way. He had nine, nine or ten straight uh, games with a sack. It. He tied. Okay, so Trey Hendrickson had nine or ten games straight with a sack. And that was when the Bengals were one of those top teams. They were not a lot. They uh, allowed less than 23 points uh, to opponents during that span. Their defense, it's just, they're getting to the quarterback, something they could not do a season ago. This team looks like a completely different team with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins firing on offense, and Mixon, too, out of nowhere. And then Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd. And the defense, too, the passing, uh, the secondary, huge upgrade from last year as well. I mean, yeah, in this in this type of year, I would definitely throw a bet in there and say the Bengals could go there, go to the Super Bowl, may not win it, maybe win it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I really like this Bengals team a lot um, to potentially go to the Super Bowl. And then, I mean, it's probably going to be the Packers in the NFC. But it would not shock me if, like, the Eagles or the 49ers make some sort of, like, miracle run as a low seed because of how well they've played going into the postseason and their style of play where very run-heavy, can hit between the tackles, can wear teams down. I think it's a recipe for success in the playoffs, and it wouldn't shock me if either of those teams win a game or two in the playoffs. No, I no, definitely wouldn't. I mean, I, I definitely could see... The Packers losing. I I don't. I'm not going to predict the Packers in the Super Bowl because they haven't given me a reason to. I know they've been so dominant. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is you know second in MVP voting, and it's just one of those things where it comes down to coaching. And if we saw what happened last year with Lafleur, if they're if they have that same mentality, which doesn't seem like that's really shown otherwise. So I don't know. I I mean yeah. they're gonna allow, they're gonna do something stupid where they're going to blow it and that's what happens with these top teams where you have the Eagles Niners they're they're going to do all those little things right because they are the underdog and i mean we could see the 49ers put up 250 300 rushing yards against the Packers defense who physically can't stop it for years and let's not forget the last time the Eagles were in the playoffs as underdogs against Tom Brady don't you dare the dog masks were out baby 
See, I would have loved the dog dog masks more if the more the most annoying kid in the school of calm didn't barge into my house with one uh junior year and or no it was whatever but yeah he and he barged in was like oh no yeah and i was like dude i love this philly this philly team right now and the dreams and nightmares and everything but you are ruining every aspect of it luckily we don't have that this year but still i i do i mean i'm not i don't think the eagles are gonna win but i think there's a real good shot they win on sunday i'll say that but I, do you, we we gotta laugh because you and I can laugh at the expense of the New York we play in New Jersey Giants. Oh my God! Can we please? I, so, your I, former I special teams coach Joe Judge, head coach of the Giants, he's staying. Amen. Let's get a cheers for that in the chat. Uh, long live Dave Gettleman. We're gonna miss you, Dave. I'm sad you're retiring. Wish you got a lifetime contract, but nonetheless, Dave Gettleman is retiring. But it's always hashtag long live Dave Gettleman. Pat Pitts, I gotta ask you this though. What's the New that? York Giants, they 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 boasted all offseason. Oh, look, we signed Kenny Galladay. We gave him all this money. We drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. We got these playmakers. Saquon's coming back. Can can you tell me how many touchdowns? Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony combined for in 2021 zero my dude zero can can you guess which member of the philadelphia eagles outscored Kadarius tony oh and kenny galladay in touchdown lane Lane johnson Johnson had more touchdowns combined than Kadarius tony and kenny galladay this season fuck the new york giants that terribly run dumpster fire organization they are horrendously trash and i hope they are continuously trash for eons because that organization that team are so overly cocky and pompous and think they run the world and think that that their shit doesn't stink you haven't been relevant in over a decade your team is trash you have no playmakers your coaching staff is inept your front office inept your front office your owner doesn't like fun let's not forget pat pitch john mara voted for this taunting rule we've had to suffer through this season. That's just fucking awful. He doesn't like fun. And the New York Giants deserve every ounce of hell that they have received since that Super Bowl win and since the boat picture. Yeah. uh, it's You mentioned Lane Johnson as scoring a touchdown. You want to hear something even funnier? Because there's an offensive lineman who played i think less than half i think i think it was less than 75 percent of the season on the detroit lions and has more touchdowns and his name is taylor decker and getting all day zero zero so you i've never seen a player leave the detroit lions and get worse right kenny galladay you you are patient zero no that's how you know a new era is coming in Detroit is because usually someone leaves and they, yeah, they get worse or they get better. And it's a whole, it maybe went a Super Bowl. No, Kenny Golden goes to the worst one, worst option you could have gone to as a free agent wide receiver Two, not only sucks there, but does the entire, the same song and dance he did in the motor city with the injuries and whatnot. And then three, the funniest thing uh, of, of all of this is that oh oh I could the funny thing of all of this is that the Lions are doing better without him. Yep. And the, I you you got on your soapbox about the Giants and I I just I need to get this out because it's the only it's the other thing that's been really bugging me and really pissing me off is Joe Judge. I love love you because you're a Belichick uh, coach, but. You, you you need to be put on blast for a second. Um, I have never seen a more cowardly, weak, just passive play call. I've never seen anything like it than what they did on Sunday when they QB sneaked on their own four, 
Usually it's the other way around, but, you know, the Giants don't play football correctly. We know this. And they just said, fuck it. Jake Fromm, you're going to go out there. You're going to go run three yards twice, and then you're going to get off the field, and our defense is going to go on. And if that doesn't sum up how awful this organization is right now, I don't know what else will. I mean, I really am trying with Joe Judge because, you know, Belichick guy, I like the coaching mentality he brings, and I'm just going to think uh, on the side of optimism here and that he just did that as a, you know, just trying to keep his job and someone was telling him to do it, just whatever. I'm just going to play that because I like him. But Gettleman gone. They need a new GM. They need a new quarterback. They need every new everything. I mean, just upgrade the entire thing. I'm so glad Joe Judge is back. Long live Joe Judge is the new hashtag, ladies and gents. Long, long live Joe Judge. Long live All Joe rise. Judge. All rise. All rise in New York, a.k.a. New Jersey. Fuck the Giants, too, for making me pay tax dollars for their dumpster fire stadium. So we like, I was, I, so, wait, what, because uh, you just, all rise. New York sports. <laughs> Are very they just love having they disappointing love a judge. They love having just disappointing judges. Maybe they'll be on the Steve Harvey court soon. See, that's a more successful judge than both of those combined. And Jer- I mean Jerry Springer, more successful judge. Steve Harvey. Judge Jerry, I forgot. Steve Harvey, more successful judge. Dude, judge Jerry. Judge was, Judy, more successful judge. Way more successful. What was the uh what was the one from uh the People's Court? Dun, 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 no, dun, Judge dun, Judge dun, Trudy dun, from the Amanda show. Dude, way more successful well, judge. Here's the, here's the thing. Judge Trudy, she brings in the dancing lobsters. Right, right. That would never happen at the Giants facility because they don't like fun. Valid. And what is there to celebrate? What is it? Nah. Sell- like, that's the other thing, too. If you're like every other team, uh, 31 other teams, I would say, there's something to look forward to. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars, to be honest with you, after the shit show they have, the year with they have a great quarterback. And honestly, this is a topic for another show, but Darren Bevel should be the new head coach of the Jags. And that's something to look forward to. If I'm the Giants, if I'm a Giants fan, I have nothing to look forward to. I am so disconnected and just want nothing to do with this franchise because of just poor decision-making, terrible management, and just god-awful play. What do you like? We're talking to you, Stephen McAvoy. We're talking to you. The Saints, because I, I thank God I wrote this down. The Saints had four different quarterbacks this year. Four. Yeah. Three if you want to throw Taysom Hill as a tight end as well. And they almost made the playoffs and they competed and they were doing like they had a great defense. Sean Payton, great coach. They just lost Drew Brees. You'd think that everything would go to shit. It didn't. It went the complete opposite. What are the Giants doing? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Not a fucking thing. And it's great. And we love to see it. And you know what else we love to see, ladies and gentlemen? We love to see you following us on the socials. At Underground PHI on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow Patrick at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about this Eagles team going into the playoffs. Your expectations. Do you think they win a game? Do you think they win multiple games? Are they a one and done? Let us know. Podcast reviews. We'll read them on the show. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. Check us out on Spotify as well and leave a five star rating on Spotify because you can do that now because welcome to the 21st century Spotify. Five star ratings on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to us there. And uh, big thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, 
Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the boys over at Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP to get 25% off your order at checkout. Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka. Get the iced tea vodkas at StatesideVodka.com. Surfside iced teas. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. We will be back for another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's the Professor Snape episode, 394, uh, where it will be Color Star Chronicles Volume 4. We will talk more about Bob Saget on that episode as well. We'll talk Eagles predictions and who the hell else knows what's going to happen between then and now. But for Pat Pitts, I'm KB. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 393. Twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI Wednesday night. We'll be back. But until then, we are signing off. Peace. Peace.